Celebrating the connection with our pets, this is Animal Radio, featuring veterinarian Dr. Debbie White, groomer Joey Villani, news director Lori Brooks. And now, from the Red Barn Studios, here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. Are you ready for an astonishing fact, ladies and gentlemen? I'm ready. What do you got? Yeah, lay it on me. We all know that the U.S. is a global leader in many things, but did you know we are a global leader in stress and feeling agitated did you know that we got the corner on the market for that i don't want that (laughs) actually there's there's three countries in the world that are a little more stressed than the united states but we come in at number four and why do i bring this up you're saying it's just as a pet show well because pets reduce our stress and i think as a nation collectively they do go pet your pet right now and that actually releases endorphins and all kinds of chemicals that I don't know all the names of in your body <laughs> that make you feel better and reduce your cortisol levels. Now, today we're going to have Dr. Robin Ganser on. She is the top dog over at the American Humane Organization. And she's going to tell us the science behind the facts that animals and pets in particular reduce our stress. So we become a less stressful nation. Uh, that's on the way in just a few minutes. But between now and then, we're also going to talk to you toll-free, 1-866-405-8405. If you have a question for Dr. Debbie or for Joey Volani, call those numbers now, and Judy will get you in queue. Uh, Lori Brooks, she does news at the bottom of the hour. Our Miss Brooks, what do you have for this hour? You can hate the politics. Go ahead. But there's a lot going on in politics as we're gearing up for the 2020 election very early. But all of these contenders, on the Democratic side at least, because nobody's running against President Trump, most of them have pets, and they love their animals. Like I said, you can not like the politics, hate the politics if you want, but we're going to introduce you to their pets. Uh, you got to love the animals. animals. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's on the way in just a few minutes. Also on the show today, we, uh, we unfortunately lost Doris Day this last couple of weeks, and she was a big animal advocate. She had actually a very animal-friendly hotel in Carmel, which I, th- I think still exists. Yes, it does. But she was mm-hmm. a guest on Animal Radio, and uh, we spent some fun time with her, and we're going to flash back and recall that time with her. How special. Hey, Linda, how are you doing? Fine, how are you? Good, where, where are you today? I'm in Long Beach. Listening on, what station do you listen on? Um, I'm not really sure. My husband does it. I'm legally blind. Oh. So he's the one that told me about it, and he would never move on it. So I listened, I recorded your, your one of your shows uh, like two weeks ago, and I had a real hard time trying to understand the uh, phone number. You say it too fast. I say it yeah, too fast. It so fast. Yeah, but I wrote it down, and I deciphered it. It took me three days to get that number right, but I got I, it right. I, I oh, have driven yeah. a listener to actually record me saying the phone number because I said it so fast. Exactly, and okay. I played it back like 20 times. Well, let me just say it one more time, nice and slow for everybody. It's one 866 405 There you go. That's it. it, it I also, wrote it down after that, and I circled it and started. Oh, good. <laughs> it, it spells Kaflugana, by the way, if that makes it easier. Yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't understand you. It spells Kaflugana. Okay. Ow. I'll stay with the number. Yeah, there you <laughs> yeah. go. What's up, Linda? So what- I have a rescue baby. His name is Clever. He's a mixed collie and a cocker spaniel. And, um, like, I guess, like, six months after I brought him home, he started to bite his paws. And he would, I mean, he would bite him until it looked like a machine chopping, okay. <laughs> you know, wood up. 
And then okay. it got to the point he started chewing his back end uh, on his thighs. And I've been taking him. He's four now. I've been taking him to the vet every year, at least, at least six times out of the year, to get allergy shots. And I feel so bad for him. I hurt for him because I have oh. eczema, and I know how I feel, and I can't do anything for him. And uh, when my husband heard your show, he told me about it. I said, well, we're going to do something. And I promised Clever I was going to help him. All right. Well, very good. I like that empowerment that you got there. Now, let me ask you, uh, Linda, when he gets his steroid, I'm assuming it's a steroid shot he's getting, yes. the allergy shot, how does he respond afterwards? Does it help him? Uh, it used to. I just had him get a, he just had a shot um, Saturday, Friday, and it didn't, obviously it didn't work. And I'm not really rich here. <laughs> okay. I, I saved my money up just for him. Okay. I've, I've spent over $10,000 just in four years on my baby. Oh, my wow. goodness, yeah. So a lot kind of depends how we approach this on what is going on in his skin surface. If he's got hair loss, if he's got sores, if there's an odor, if there's other stuff going on. Yeah, or sometimes if we're just, when he bites himself on the back end, he has this awful odor, um, mm -hmm. and he, he scratches and he gets little clumps of hair out, even though he's okay. shedding. Uh, okay. So they're clumps, and he has had sores. He's even scratched okay. the top of his head where he had uh, had a sore, and they had to shave his hair all off. He's gorgeous, though. He's the most unusual Aww. color. He has corn silk spots all over his body, and he's white. Aww. All right. Well, I, mean I just feel so bad for him. I feel bad for any animal that has to go through this because I have one of those combs, and I have to yeah. leave it on him. I can't take, you know, he's right here beside me now, and I have to threaten him with the comb. Uh oh. Okay. Well, here we go, Linda. I'm going to give you some tips here. We're going to we're going to give you some ideas of things that we can try. Now, many of these things you're going to have to go through your veterinarian to get the appropriate help. Okay. Um, but there but there are some very common um, areas that we kind of miss sometimes when we assume a pet always has allergies and we try the the steroid route or we try kind of you know just minimizing the itch, doing what we can to stop the itch. There can actually be a lot of other things going on, and uh, one of the big ones that I will do is I address fleas. Um, and even if you're on a great flea product, sometimes um, just a single bite of a pet who is allergic to the saliva fleas can really send them over the edge. So sometimes we have to add in some of the oral products to do a quick kill on the on the fleas and use that in conjunction with your regular topical flea product. So okay, that would be I, one. I, I use Confort. Is it Confortin, the tablet? Okay. I give okay. that to him once a month. Okay, so that is one of those oral ones. So that's a great thing. Now, with that, you should also be following that up with some other form of a flea control because that is only going to be killing those adult fleas, maybe lasting for the good month, but we want to use something else in conjunction with that. So okay. amp up. Amp up your flea control there. Now, the other thing that I'll often do, and, you know, I like to do tests. I'm a veterinarian. We like to have proof for some of these things, but sometimes we don't always have maybe the finances to permit that. Right. One simple thing you can ask your veterinarian to treat for are mange mites. They're microscopic mites that are very, very itchy, and they can actually occur in a pet that's been on chronic steroids. Um, it can happen on its own on its own right as well. So with that, there's a, a different type of approach for mange mites but see your veterinarian about that and okay. ask them for treatment for that. Okay. Now, the next thing that really can complicate an itchy dog, whether it's allergies or we have something like fleas or we just have chronic skin disease, is going to be an infection. So we can get yeast and bacterial infections that kind of come around 
on the ride, if you will, with um, diseased skin. So a lot of times with all that scratching and all that itching, it creates an abnormal skin surface. So we really, the the dog can't defend itself against normal things. So bacteria and yeast, which are kind of normally on dog skin, they get an opportunity to take advantage and they find that happy home in that, that abraded, irritated skin. So a lot of times when I'm treating a pet with allergies, I need to also treat those infections and, and, you know, Again, a lot of times I like to check the skin to make sure we we do or don't have those. But in some cases, if we're trying to streamline, I'll put a pet on a course of an anti-yeast medicine and an antibiotic at the same time just to kind of cover our bases, treat for what could be there, and see if that might help. Because I'll tell you, yeast infections in dog skin are very common, very common with pets with allergies, and they are intensely itchy and they're also stinky. So um, we want to make sure we do treat that possibility as well. Um, and then from there, if you're not doing some kind of home therapy with medicated shampoos, um, so when we're I, not... I've bought all their medicated shampoo. I've even uh-huh. bought Skin So Soft just to make sure that the fleas can't bite Okay. It. Yeah, yeah. And topical therapy can help. It By itself, it's not going to do the soul trick, but um, it can be um, a nice relief, a little welcome in that itch cycle. It lasts maybe for a day or a couple of days at the most. So um, a nice oatmeal bath would be something that I would certainly say his skin would welcome okay. um, to do that twice a week. And, okay. and, and really, I think, you know, a lot of that's kind of going to your veterinarian and saying, hey, you know, I'd love to do everything you'd love me to do, but can we try some of these things and maybe alleviate some of the other symptoms that might be going on okay. and uh, you know see if that that might kind of uh, nip some of that scratch in the butt there for you okay that sounds really good I wish you lived near me oh <laughs> I, would bring I, w- straight to you. <laughs> I wish I lived near the beach too but they haven't out here Vegas would be perfect if we had a beach wouldn't you say where are you guys <laughs> where are you um, well, I actually, I, I practice in Las Vegas. Oh, um, that's okay. The, I have a son that lives there, grandkids. I can come there anytime and visit. <laughs> there you <laughs> go. Hey, and then you can join a Judy with uh, dropping those coins in the slot machine. Oop, or, <laughs> oh, yeah, I can do that, too. <laughs> that's safe well, for clever. <laughs> we'll give your baby a pat on the head there, Linda. Thank you so much for calling. Thank you. This can I Dr. ask one more time? What was called the, the type of mites for these, this, this, that could be a problem? Mange mites? Mange or you can, mites. Okay. Yes, right. I just wanted to make sure I had it right, Mange. All right. I thank you guys so much. I appreciate you guys. I just, my, my uh, brother just bought me a tablet. Like I said, I'm legally blind. So it has a Zoom, so I'm learning. So do you guys have a website or um, email or Gmail? Yeah, we have animalradio.com is our website. Okay. We're also on Facebook at Animal Radio. And if you have, uh, if you're able to get an Android or iPhone app on your new tablet, you can download the Animal Radio app, and you can actually ask your questions right from that app. Listen Wonderful! To- I'm learning. You go, girl. You go. <laughs> I'm doing it all, all at one time. <laughs> Linda, thank you so much. I'll start talking slower or giving the the numbers out yes, slower. Please do. Thank you. Take care. Have a wonderful, blessed day. You, you too. too. It's one eight six six four zero five eight. 405. little rhythm to it. Well, this healthy serving of Animal Radio is brought to you by the Grain-Free Red Barn Naturals canned food for dogs and cats. Always made in the USA with natural, functional ingredients to support your pet's optimal health. You can learn more over at redbarninc.com and thank you, Red Barn, for underwriting Animal Radio. This is Animal Radio, baby.
People say less is more. At Red Barn, we think less is better. It's what you won't find that sets our natural premium pet food apart. No byproducts, no corn or soy, no fillers. Just the natural ingredients your pets need to live the healthy life they deserve. Look at the label. We want you to. Red Barn Naturals Pet Food. Simply the best. Find it in your local pet specialty store. Red Barn canned food for cats and dogs is grain and gluten-free. Check out Animal Radio Highlights. All the good stuff without the blah, blah, blah. Browse on over to animalradio.pet. Is that you that smells that way, Judy? No, oh. it's not me. Lori? Who? No. Citrus. No. Yeah. Smells no. citrusy. That smell you good. like that, don't you? Ah. Is that you, Joey? Uh-huh. <laughs> That's me. And, and, and I'm going to tell you what. That is a pooch fragrance, okay? That is a... A very high-end um, dog um, fragrance. Then put it on Ladybug. Gonna, Did you, is it on yeah, Ladybug? Yeah, it's it's safe, and you can put it on. You can put on any dog um, that wants to be stylish. So who's wearing it today? Is it Ladybug or is it Diesel? It's not Ladybug. No, it's it's, it's me, Joey. You're personally, you're, yes, personally, yeah, you're I like wearing it that much. a dog fragrance. I like yeah, it. I, yep, yeah, I am. Well, I mean, what's the difference? <laughs> I mean, it's it's it, it's a it's a great fragrance. Do you also use dog shampoo? Um, I want to know something. I have, I have. Um, I have I've, too. I've used yes, I have. Um, <laughs> I've used four shampoo. So, I mean, listen, if it's not going to work good on me, it's not going to work good on my dog. But um, well, it's, we're going to talk about um, dog um, style and fragrance and a little bit about haircuts and you know what's new and trending in the um oh, in the dog style world. Really? Well, you know, there is there, there there's a there's a trend and, and you don't even know it. It's very it's. It's very subtle, but it's there. Okay. Come on, Hal. Get with it. Only on Animal Radio and only with dog father, Joey Volani. Lori, what are you working on today? Well, another state is going to be joining the few others that will soon be outlawing pets as collateral. I heard about that. We talked to, yeah. we talked to someone about that a few months ago, and it's a horrible thing to do. You it should, is. Yeah. You should never have to lease a pet. You should go rescue them at a, at right. a shelter. Yeah. Go, Hal. Okay. Uh, let's go to the phones, can we, for Dr. Debbie right now? Toll free, 1-866-405-8405. Or if you want to talk to Joey Volani, the dog father, the same numbers. Hi, Randy. Hi. How are you guys doing? Doing good. What's going on hey. with your corgi? Well, I was out walking uh, Bridget the other day, and uh, a fella came up and started talking to me about the herding class dogs. And he mm-hmm. said that I should be aware that there is a gene mutation called the MDR1 gene mutation. And mm-hmm. I was yeah. wondering if Dr. Debbie would know anything about that. Yeah, um, certainly. And it is a, a type of genetic uh, problem that we do see in, primarily in the herding breeds. And I don't believe that the corgi is actually one of the breeds that we've seen this in. Um, but it, it does surprisingly show up in mixed breeds. So it is something for people to be aware of. Um, the MDR1 gene is basically a, a mutation in a gene that helps to process different drugs and kind of uh, excrete them out of the brain area. Um, when they don't have this proper uh, gene in action, we can see drug toxicities causing neurologic problems and in worst case scenarios, even death. So it is something we need to be really aware of. Um, Australian Shepherds, Border Collies, uh, collies uh, there are even some German Shepherds um, that have this type of gene, um, Shelties, all of the kind of um, herding breeds. Um, and I do know that there was a little hubbub going around in 
in the corgi breed before with concerns that they had this, and it really hasn't been documented. The lab that tests for the, this gene is actually uh, Washington State, and uh, even on their website they have a list of uh, different breeds that this has been found in, and Corgi is certainly not on that list at this time. But it is, like I said, it is important for all pet owners to really be aware of, because when you prescribe drugs, you know, you want to do things safely. So um, we want to make sure that we know that there are certain drugs that some pets cannot tolerate. Um, and the drugs we kind of talk about with this, this MDR1 gene tend to be things like ivermectin, um, which is a very common um, heartworm medication. Um, it's also uh, used to treat problems like skin mites and some other kind of skin conditions. So um, it's usually not a problem for the, the heartworm dose uh, of the ivermectin, but more so for the, uh, the mite problems. But other things like uh, sedatives, um, Imodium is a problem for these breeds, so it's pretty widespread. And in fact, I think three out of four collies have this mutant gene, so it is something to be aware of and have screened for. Now, wow. were you having concerns with your corgi in particular, or are you just kind of checking the the hype that was going around the dog park? <laughs> I, was, I was trying just checking the hype at the dog park because it just you know he he came up with that, and I'm going well. He said ivermectin, and I go well. That's exactly what uh, what Bridget is on is his his uh -huh. ivermectin based mm -hmm. stuff, and he said be very careful with that. And I'm going, holy cow, you know maybe I should go ahead and and get her tested. Yeah. Now, in, in even some of the different resources, those, these labs that test for this gene, it, it has been extensively tested. And the doses that have, are used in the regular monthly heartworm preventatives of ivermectin are not a problem for the herding breeds, even those with this gene. So it's not something to create mass panic about, um, but to be aware of. Because, um, you know, I've had dogs, uh, German Shepherds, where I've uh, put them under for anesthesia. Um, and, boy, they wouldn't wake up at the end of the day. And and they were very excessively sedated, and there are some tranquilizers that we use for anesthesia that it would have been great to know that this dog had this gene, so I could have altered the dosage of this and let that doggy, you know, not sleep over in the hospital that night and be able to walk home easily. Um, so, yeah, it, it is something to really be aware of, And uh, but I think you're probably okay, um, you know, but share that certainly with your friends that have um, herding breeds or mixed breeds, you know, and this might be a great reason why we do genetic testing. Find out what breed your dog is because this is a condition that if your dog is a mixed breed herding breed, you know, we really ought to be testing for this, um, especially before we use certain drugs. So thank you so much for your call, Randy. That brings up a, a very great point that a lot of people really just uh, need to hear about. So we appreciate your call. This is Dr. Debbie with Animal Radio at 1-866-405-8405. And this portion of Animal Radio is underwritten in part by Critter Cops. There's a new way to find lost pets, and it's becoming popular all over the USA. It's Critter Cops. You'll get huge media blasts to thousands of people about your lost pet. They also offer specialized services for stolen pets. Try the new way to find a lost pet and increase your chances of a reunion. Visit CritterCops.net. And thanks, Critter Cops, for underwriting Animal Radio. People say less is more. At Red Barn, we think less is better. It's what you won't find that sets our natural premium pet food apart. No byproducts, no corn or soy, no fillers. Just the natural ingredients your pets need to live the healthy life they deserve. Look at the label. We want you to. Red Barn Naturals Pet Food. Simply the best. Find it in your local pet specialty store. 
Dryer grain-free rolled food. It's protein-packed with less risk of food sensitivity. This is an Animal Radio News Update. I'm Lori Brooks. Well, Washington State has had enough. They're fed up with pets, mostly dogs, serving as collateral for loans. Now, strange as that sounds, a long-term lease is a new type of financing arrangement for cash-strapped buyers of mostly pedigree dogs or, or cats or even some of the mixed-breed designer pets. But soon, such contracts will be illegal in the state because this year, legislators in Washington have banned the use of dogs or cats as collateral in a consumer lease or any kind of secure transaction. So if Governor Jay Inslee signs the bill, which he is expected to do, Washington will be joining California, Nevada, and New York in outlawing this practice, which we've been talking about for a long time. Um, as one lawmaker put it, I thought this was pretty apropos. He said, it seems absurd that failing to keep up on lease payments could result in a beloved pet being repossessed like your neighbor's Corvette. Wow. Um, financing terms on these leases, if you haven't heard, can be outrageous. The accumulated fees and balloon payments amounting to double or even triple the upfront cash price, it's really gouging. One woman testified before a legislative committee in Washington saying that she took her kids to a local pet store where the family fell in love, you know how you do, with this husky last winter. So the $3,000 cost, the price tag, was a little more than she could really afford, so she let herself be talked into one of these leases. What she didn't see buried in all of that fine print, and there's a lot, was the total cost after the couple years of payments. It was more than $7,000. Jeez. Wow. That's crazy. Good for Washington State, and hopefully other states will be catching on soon. Um, you know, we don't talk politics here, and, and I don't blame you if you don't care about the enormous field of contenders running for president, but maybe you'll care more about their pets, because we here at Animal Radio sure do. Their dogs are really a big part of some of these campaigns. Now, now of course, Donald Trump is the first president to not have an animal companion in the White House since, oh gosh, the 1860s when Andrew Johnson was president. Now, about half of the declared Democratic candidates looking to move into the White House, however, they are dog owners, dog lovers, big time. Senator Elizabeth Warren's golden retriever, Bailey, has become a force on the campaign trail with her, while others have become social media stars as well. Some have shunned the political spotlight altogether, though. Uh, Let me give you an example. Uh, Some of Warren's supporters, Senator Warren, they have waited in these really long lines, not so much to get to talk to her or tell them about, you know, their complaints and what needs to be fixed in Washington. They've waited in these long lines to pet Bailey and get their pictures taken with him. As Bailey is a boy. And uh, by the way, Bailey has his own Twitter account. And his I love that his bio says uh, that Bailey is a campaign furrogate. Like a, instead of a surrogate, he's a furrogate. <laughs> yeah. That's great. Uh, former Texas Congressman Beto O'Rourke, who we've heard so much about, has two dogs, Labrador Retrievers, Artemis and Rosie, along with a cat named Silver, and, of course, Gus the Turtle, who went missing recently but has been found. Artemis is a, a female lab, and she became really a, an overnight sensation, a viral superstar, when earlier this year she was featured in a Vanity Fair photo spread of... Um, O'Rourke. Now, Pete Buttigieg and his husband, they have two dogs, Truman and Buddy, and they have their own Twitter account at First Dogs SB, SB for South Bend, Indiana, where he is the mayor. 
They got the Beagle Labrador Retriever mix, Truman, from a shelter a couple years ago. And then they adopted Buddy, who was a one-eyed puggle with a, a little bit of a weight problem. So they're helping him transition through that. There's a lot of these guys. Uh, a former Vice President Joe Biden is, of course, running. Uh, recently, he added a new dog to his household. He's got a German Shepherd named Major. Uh, Biden got Major from the Delaware Humane Society. you got to love that. As a companion for his aging German Shepherd champ. Uh, there's a couple more you might want to know about. New York Senator Kirsten Gillibrand has one dog, a Labradoodle, who is uh, named Maple. Uh, candidate and former Colorado Governor John Hickenlooper's dog is a mix. His name is Sky, part Akita, part Bulldog and Chow Chow. Looks more, oh gosh, more and more Akita-ish, but has, has the frame of a Bulldog. But Senator Cory Booker does not have a pet right now. Though um, he did tell an 11-year-old boy at an Iowa campaign event that he would get one if he was elected president. Um, but if you look at his history, Booker did make headlines back in 2013 when he was mayor of Newark, New Jersey, when he rescued a dog that had been left outside in the freezing cold. you got to love a dog lover. Yep. You can hate politics if you want, but love the dogs. I'm Laurie Brooks. <laughs> you can get more breaking animal news anytime at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update. Get more at AnimalRadio.com. Live at the Red Barn Studios, you're listening to Animal Radio. Here's Hal and Judy. When it comes to grooming your pet, there is no better expert than dog father Joey Volani. And he's here on Animal Radio with his tip of the week. And how are you doing, sir? I'm doing great. Um, I have a um, fashion tip this a week. A fashion um, tip, yeah. A fashion tip. It's funny because you don't think that pets go through um, fashion changes and, and certain types of products. And, all, and and they do. And if you get, like, your favorite magazine, and I'm not talking about pet magazine. I'm talking about, you know, people magazine, tabloids, that sort of thing. And you look at the pictures of the dogs in the magazines, and usually with the models, you'll see that, you know, a lot of times they have on a tire or they're groomed a certain way and all. And it kind of sets the tone. <laughs> yeah, I know you laugh, but it's, but it's, but it's, but it's serious. It kind of sets the tone. And going into the summer season, um, raincoats are hot. And it's funny because, you know, you say, ah, you know, raincoat, how stupid is that? Until you really see them and you see some of these cute dogs in them and they look great. But that's not the only thing. Short, stylish haircuts um, on pets um, are looking great. And it's what the general public is leaning towards. Now, I know a lot of people out there, if they have female dogs, they're saying, well, I don't want my female dog short. But I'll be honest with you. Sometimes a, a short haircut on your dog can really capture an expression that you would not get in a full coat. And if your groomer is good and, and they have style, um, they'll pull it out of, out, out of your dog. So you'll capture that expression. You'll have great wear. And then the thing that intrigues me the most, because I like fragrance, okay, is there are some unbelievable fragrances out there. You know, everything from iGroom to Ataro to um, Le Pooch. And you know what? Honestly, <laughs> these these are going to put a dent in your pocket. I'm not lying to you. These fragrances are not cheap. Um, they're on the expensive side. I mean, they range anywhere from 25 to over $100 for a bottle. Um, the stuff smells so good. I'll tell you what, you're going to want to wear it, um, but it's for your pet. 
And um, this this is pet safe fragrance as well. I mean, it has um, you know no alcohols and and it has the things in it that's not going to you know really irritate your pet at all. But um, again, so you know what you want your pet to be stopped. And who doesn't want their pet to smell good? I mean, if your dog is sleeping in bed with you, you know, wouldn't you want them to smell great? Wow. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, certainly we want them to smell great. If you're not the only one that thinks that this is all crazy, call me now. Uh, the, the number is one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. Judy's all on board with this. She likes definitely. Both. Why shouldn't ladybugs smell fantastic? Yeah, I agree. You're in the whole and, fashion and, and, and thing. have a nice yeah. little raincoat that you walk around in. Exactly. You know? With her little painted toenails. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Can you it's imagine so funny she said it because that's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. And, and seeing a dog you like and you want, and I would just go, oh, hi, can I pet your dog? And then and then you smell that, that, that perfume and you go, oh, what is she wearing <laughs> or he wearing? Yeah. It's, it's a whole new conversation you, starter. I'm going I'm to I'm gonna tell you a secret. And this is this is very true. Um so, uh, I, I, like I said, I'm a fragrance guy. I have a ton of fragrances. But I have this one bottle. For your dog. It's for my dog. Okay. And Joey Villani wears it as his go-to. You know, And I get a lot of compliments <laughs> on it. It's a citrus fragrance. You mean you it's wear, really you clean. personally wear your dog's fragrance? Is that what I you're saying? Personally, yep. I personally wear it. I love it. Okay, what's the name? What, it's what is the name of the fragrance? It's the It's I Groom. Um, it's beautiful um, bottles. I mean, everything everything that I told you about the, the packaging is beautiful. I mean, you'd want it on your shelf, but the fragrance is incredible and it lasts. Okay, there you and go. And that's the, the the wonderful citrusy scent that you that is correct. Human wear. Okay, I'm gonna, I was I'm wondering what that was that you were it wearing. Smells good. <laughs> it does. It yeah. really does. See I would have never known. I think it's about thirty five dollars. It's 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 in oh, the good. it's in the middle range, but. You know, the La Pooch, and they have different um, fragrances for seasons. Um, you're going to pay over $100. Jeez. Really? No, I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, and, but I'm going to tell you what, though. The packaging alone will kind of blow your mind. Okay. Now I just got to go and check them out. I explain that. It's a bottle. It's, it's you know, I mean, it's it's, it's stylish. It, I mean, it's don't get it wrong. It smells great. I'm not just saying that that, that it's, um you know, pretty. It smells great. But it's pretty too. It really is. It's if you had it on the shelf, you went into the store and you put it on the shelf with, with other um, human colognes, um, it would stand out on its own. Yeah. Well, let me tell you something right now. I will buy my pet the best food that is on the shelf or wherever I get it. I will buy it the best medical care. I will not buy perfume or uh, any kind of fashionable raincoat for my my animals. That's Why not? You got to be seen with them. You got to smell them. Why not? Because I don't really care what people think. Do you travel with your dog? Of course. My pets are part of our family. Me too. I take Daisy with me everywhere. Right, Daisy? So how do you find out what hotels welcome your dog? I read Fido Friendly, the travel and lifestyle magazine for you and your dog. Sounds perfect for planning our next vacation. Right, Daisy? It is. Their motto is leave no dog behind, and they have great hotel and destination reviews. Where can I find the magazine? Go online to FidoFriendly.com. I will for sure. Come on, Daisy. We're off to find our next adventure. This is Animal Radio. Whatever will be. You know, we had Doris Day on. It was a few years ago, right? It's been a while, yes. In honor of her, 
I think we should take a, a moment to see if we can flash back to that. That'd be nice. Let's go back, back, back. Doris Day, how are you doing? I'm fine. How are you? Very well. Where are we calling you today? Uh, you're calling me at my home in Carmel Valley. I didn't realize this, but you have two foundations. You have uh, the Doris Day Animal Foundation and the Doris Day Animal League. What is the difference? Well, the league is based in Washington, D.C. Okay. And um, that's, uh, you know, uh, where we work with the senators, and it's all uh, trying to get bills passed, whereas the foundation is an on-hands thing. Uh, I, you know, I work with people who can't afford to pay their vet bills, and um, if I, I rescue and find homes for animals and things like that, it's an on-hands thing. Your organization has also done something, uh, part of, uh, well, you joined in with Katrina Rescue. We sure did. What did you do? Well, I think you, you uh, probably know from uh, our dear friend Lisa at the uh, uh, Santa Cruz SPCA. Mm-hmm. Well, we see here. Well, that- I received a call through the hotel, my inn, the Cypress Inn. Mm-hmm. The man at the desk uh, called me and said, oh, uh, a, a very nice lady from the SPCA in Santa Cruz is, um, is calling and, and said, could she please, please, please get through to you? And I said, oh, my goodness, something's happened. And uh, she needs some help, which is exactly what it was. Mm-hmm. And um, thank God, thank, thank you, my darling friends out there, <laughs> my, my devoted fans. This is what you did. They needed $20,000. And, and I did not faint. No. <laughs> I did not faint. I, I said to her, look, give us all the particulars. Tell everything to my secretary. I have to know more about this. And, and and that came through, and I said, you've got it. Uh, that's what the money is for. And I want everybody listening in who has donated to my organization. You know, I really, I really get touched about this. Uh-huh. Um, I just um, want them to know that when they send money to me and to my organization, it's being used. I'm not buying fancy clothes, <laughs> it's in, and it's not going to sit in the bank. Uh-huh. We're going to use it to save as many animals as we can and to help people who need that help when they have pets and to rescue. And uh, I just want them to know that the Katrina uh, operation wasn't about me. No, and I don't not. really uh, want to even, I, don't, I wouldn't care if my name had been mentioned or not. Um, it's about the people who were so wonderful to, that they trusted me and uh-huh. have been sending donations. And that's why we could do it. $20,000 check went right to them. And those animals are all in Santa Cruz. Mm, good. I've met most mm. of them already. Oh, amazing. And, oh, you know my veterinarian, Dr. Todd Lawmaster, mm-hmm. here in Monterey, mm-hmm. um, when he heard that I was doing this, so that my uh, organization was doing this, he called my secretary and he said, Betsy, I want to do what I can. Oh, great. Just, he said, I wow. just, I'm so, so, he said, I'm just, you know, breathless when I, when I heard that Doris is doing this. And he said, I want to do all the spaying and neutering for nothing. <laughs> well, it's, wow. that's what it's all about is when everybody comes together to make it happen. I'm so, un- I'm just 
frazzled when I talk about this. It's mm-hmm. just so incredible. It is incredible. Can I tell you one more thing? And I want, I want this. This is for the people listening in, all you dear people. Okay. Um, so many people that I know and have bumped into in my lifetime, when they lose their pet that they, that they love so much, they, they always have said to me, I mean, many of them have said to me, I cannot take another dog. Doris, I can't, mm-hmm. I can't replace my little buster. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've heard it so often, and I just am making a plea to all of you wonderful people out there who feel that way. I just want you to know that I did once before, too. Mm-hmm. I felt that way about one of my babies, and I said, I can't replace her. I just can't take that little Maltese that, was, that I was called about because mm-hmm. I had lost my little poodle. And, and I heard myself saying that I can't replace my Aussie. Well, what changed your mind? Oh, God. Mm-hmm. It, God, uh, I rely on God, and I said, you know, I don't know what to do. There's a precious little Maltese that needs a home. And I, and I said, I found myself thinking what I didn't want to think, that I was going to be replacing Ozzy. And, and it, just, it just came to me instantly. And I know that it was God saying to me, you take that baby, because mm-hmm. Ozzy would want you to. Oh, very good. And I don't mean to sound melodramatic. I just feel so strongly about people who feel that way. Don't feel that way. Please don't. Uh-huh. Go to your nearest SPCA or wherever and, and give another beautiful little doggy or cat a loving home. If you love animals, and, I, and when you feel so strongly about the one that you lost, I uh-huh. know that it has to be a great home and a loving, loving person. And you're the ones who should have the animals. So please think about it again. Very good. No, no, no need to replace your animal, but you can find another love yes. that's just as tight, just as wonderful of with course, another animal. Of course, people aren't alike. Yes. Animals aren't all alike. Well they're said. all different, but they're just nothing but but love wrapped up in fur. <laughs> they sure are. That's what they are. Well put. Doris Day, we appreciate you spending time with us today on Animal Radio. Oh, you know what? I'm so grateful that you called and for, for me to have the time to talk about my beloved animals. Oh, and my love to all of you listening in. That was Doris Day on Animal Radio. Uh, she, she will be greatly missed. We'll be back. Stick around. Here is today's top automotive news story. I'm Nick Miles. The 2019 Kia K900 has combined good looks and smart ergonomics with an elegant interior and a powerful 3.3-liter twin-turbo V6 that produces 365 horsepower. Do you like to be chauffeured? There is an optional chauffeur seat switch that slides the driver's seat all the way to the front, maximizing the legroom in the rear and gets an estimated fuel economy of 18 miles a gallon city and 25 highway. To find your new Kia, go to ourautoexpert.com. Our Auto Expert is brought to you by O'Reilly Auto Parts. Think O'Reilly Auto Parts for all your car care needs. Get guaranteed low prices and excellent customer service at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Celebrating the connection with our pets, this is Animal Radio, featuring veterinarian Dr. Debbie White, groomer Joey Villani, news director Lori Brooks. And now, from the Red Barn Studios, here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. 
It doesn't take a lot to stress me out, especially lately. <laughs> I could turn on the TV. That's enough to really do it for me. Uh, you probably have your own stress. Everybody has their own stress, their own story, and their own drama in their life. How do you deal with that? Pet a cat. Pet a dog. Take a dog for a walk. Visit with some animals. Visit with a lizard or a hamster or whatever animal that trips your trigger. These animals can help us with our stress. Now, sadly, the United States is a global leader in feeling agitated and being stressed out. It's not really a big surprise to me. There's a lot for us to be stressed out about. There's only three countries in the world that are more stressed out than the United States. Now, this hour, we're going to talk to Dr. Robin Ganser. She's the top dog over at American Humane. And she tells us that there's science behind the facts that having a pet in your life reduces your stress. I always kind of thought this. Now there's science behind it, and she'll tell us all about it. Now, we're just about to head to the phones for your calls. 1-866-405-8405 to talk to Dr. Debbie or to Joey Villani. And then at the bottom of the hour, we'll do a check of the news with Miss Lori Brooks. What do you have for this hour? Well, coming up, you know, we have a couple of states now that have new laws for uh, considering pets and who gets to keep them in divorce cases. It's something new, not considering them property. But there is now a case that is going to set the precedent. We're just waiting for the ruling on it. This case of who gets the pet if the couple is not married. And it's gone to a state Supreme Court. So we'll give you the latest. I will head back to the phones, toll-free, 1-866-405-8405. Hey, Wendy, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you for taking my call. Hi, Dr. Debbie. Well, hi, what's going on? Well, I've had a cat. I've had two cats. Uh, they're both the same, same in age. I got one one year, then I got the next one the next year. I've had them both for 12 years. They get along relatively well. They don't hate each other. They don't love each other. They tolerate each other. However... It seems like around August or September, um, one of the cats, male cat is neutered, starts spraying the floor and the couch. Primarily, actually, I need to bring this up, where he sprays is primarily where my husband sits. My husband is not Mm -hmm. the primary caregiver I am. My husband's a little more aggressive, bigger guy. Um, And so I'm just wondering if it has something to do with my husband or a territorial between the two cats. Mm-hmm. Or something it, it, else. Is anything if it, if there's a season season change to this when you're noticing? Is there anything else changing in the home? Are there household schedules changing? Do you have kids coming or going? Um, work schedules changing? No, nothing like that. Just the two of us. Okay, because that would be hard if there were some changes. Like often, I will see cats that will do this kind of back to school. You know, kids go back to school um, for the the fall semester, and the whole uh, the whole household dynamics have changed. So we may see some elimination problems as a result of that. Um, so it is possible that he is in some way, um, you know, trying to mark um, your husband or your husband's uh, territory. Um, so that might be kind of an intriguing angle that I would start with first, um, especially if he's not a real catty person, you know, like he's not a cat lover, he's a dog lover, um, then we might actually turn over a lot of the pet care to him when it comes to feeding. So instead of having an open food bowl out, I would ask your husband 
very nicely, to um, feed the kitties twice a day. Um, they may have food at other times, but we want to have that be the majority of the food presentation is by him um, to see if that can help in some ways. But then we've got to deal with some of the other structural things here. If it is a particular area that they're working on, um, then there's a couple of things I would do. One would be I tried to make the area unappealing for the kitty to um, either approach or to mark on. So double-sided sticky tape is one of my favorite things for the kitties that kind of come up along because oftentimes they're going to kind of scratch on the area first, uh, rub on it. Um, so that will be one thing to kind of keep them off the area. Or the static mats, the, the kind of the shock mats. Those two can kind of keep them away from the area. Um, and even, I've had some luck with the compressed air, uh, the motion-activated compressed air, to keep the kitties away from that area, just to break that cycle so we don't have that repetition of the behavior. The more that the kitty is marking and um, urinating there, that's kind of perpetuating that behavior for the future. So we've got to, we've got to stop that there. Um, and then make sure we're also not missing anything that's changing in the environment, um, you know, whether it's a change in the um, traffic flow to the litter box. Um, so adding extra litter boxes, taking covers off, and I switch out the, the different types of the litters as well. And um, and then, you know, sometimes even kitty pheromones can kind of help um, to kind of calm kitties. So um, I'll put those in the same room where the couch is at. Um, and... Uh, the other thing you can try is um, sometimes um, plastics or um, aluminum foil are just kind of um, make bad sounds when cats pee on them. So it can also be a way to, to keep them away from those that are a little bit kinder and gentler methods. Yeah, there. he's actually learned to take the foil off the couch. He kind of goes oh, around so you, it and then pees on it. Ah, oh, my gosh, so you have a thinker there. The thing I want to add, though, maybe, and I've been telling my husband this, we go round and round, is one of the cats, Angel, is a good cat, she likes to play chase. He'll go behind her and chase her up the stairs. She loves it. The other cat, Petey, who's the problem cat, my husband does that with him. He, I'm telling him he doesn't like it. I can just see the look in his eyes like my husband's trying to be domineering. And uh-huh. so I told my husband, if you stop doing that, maybe he'll stop peeing on that area. Mm-hmm. My husband doesn't believe that because the cat comes to him, sits on his lap. But then when it's time to leave the room and go to bed, my husband will start this, let's go to bed, and kind of push the cat with his foot. Mm. Yeah. Um, but, well, and I'd say if the kitty's body language is that, that she, he does not enjoy that, his, you know, he's not, uh, his tail is swishing back and forth, his ears are down. Well, if well, he's, he's not, not having it. Graphic. He just kind of looks, he, he starts walking forward, but you can see he's not real thrilled about it. Like the other cat's like, oh, yes, let's play chase. Let's go run up the stairs. And she's all happy. And the other cat's like, you know, a child that you're telling him to go to bed. And the kid's like, no, I want to stay up, not going to bed now. Uh-huh. way this kitty yep. is trying to tell him that. And I said, just leave him alone, just go upstairs, and then, you know, he'll be up later kind of thing. And that's yeah. kind of what, what started it. Uh, he had it stopped for about a month, and then he stopped peeing, then he did it again, and now the cat's peeing again, and he refuses to believe that he's the instigator of this problem. <laughs> okay, this I'll solve this problem, Wendy. You can tell him the doctor said he has to stop this behavior. <laughs> yeah, I wish I had a key for this, because he'll probably say, oh, you know, this cat should do what I tell him to do because I'm the master of the house, you know, this and that. Exactly. Have you yeah. thought of getting rid of your husband? Jeez, <laughs> oh, <geez>, hell. <laughs> well, <laughs> sometimes, I don't know, you know, he gets to be like a stubborn cat, like a big tiger that you can't train. Yeah. So. yeah. Well, the other thing, if your husband does want to make this some kind of a nighttime play thing, let's try to get something else involved rather than it just be him chasing the cat. If we can get a kind of a crinkle ball, um, something else that makes a kind of cool sound, if it's a cat treat box that you can shake, 
kind of have him change the game um, yeah. slightly. So it's not so antagonizing and it's something more rewarding for the kitty. Because that's all we need to do. Cats, you know, to motivate them, we just got to understand what they really want. And what they want is what they want. <laughs> Maybe exactly. food when one they moment. Want it and they want to do, you know, they don't want you exactly. to tell them when they're supposed to do something. That part. You got it. That I you get. I've had cats for 20 some years, so I know their behavior. But this one is the only one that's been peeing and spraying. And I've, you know, and it's just getting to the point where it's just every day you have to mop the floor unless he's telling me your housekeeping is not good, which is possible. <laughs> the floor is mopped every day. I'm just kind of over it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I think we need to do some of those little deterrents for the areas and then um, work on training the husband. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, if it's only infrequent, I, I don't know that I'd go into the whole behavioral medicine um, uh, area. That's something I do often do if all the other measures have failed. Um, but I think we can work on training the husband a little bit and maybe we'll, we'll avoid it. <laughs> Yeah, I have, like I said, I have covered the couches. I started a couple days ago with uh, carpet runners with the points up, and that seems to deter it. But he just sprayed on the floor instead. Mm -hmm. He's intent on marking for some reason. Yeah. Well, if if that is continuing, then give me a follow-up call, and um, we can try to work through some other issues there, um, maybe with the husband and (laughs) maybe with the environment as well. All righty. Well, thank you so much for taking my call. Yes, by all means, 1-866-405-8405. You're listening to Animal Radio. Phones are open at 1-866-405-8405. And now an Animal Radio News Brief. Dogs getting high on pot, it's a big problem in states where medical marijuana is legal. Vets say what used to be a rare problem is becoming alarmingly more common, and the results can be deadly. There are huge spikes in the frequency of marijuana ingestion among pets in places where it's become legal. When dogs get into their owner's stash, they can get sick. They start staggering, and then they vomit. They basically lose a lot of their fine motor control. They have wide base stance. They are not sure on their feet. And Dr. Debbie Van Pelt, who works at the veterinary specialty and emergency hospital. She said dogs most commonly get stoned by eating their owner's pot-enhanced foods. She saw two dogs die when they got into baked goods made with marijuana butter. While most dogs ingest marijuana are back to normal within 24 hours of treatments, vets urge pet owners, keep your pot at a safe distance from your animal. This has been an Animal Radio News Brief. Get more at animalradio.pet. Hey folks, this is Jackson Galaxy. You're listening to Animal Radio. Please do everyone a favor, spay or neuter your animals today. Alan Cable, every day across America, people welcome new kids into their homes. Babies. Here's Tanya. I'm on maternity leave for my new puppy. You're on maternity leave because you have a new puppy? Yes. It's a beautiful thing when you have a four-legged child. How come you can't go on maternity leave if you get a new boyfriend? I believe in making sure every man, woman, child, animal has the best chance in life. And by taking maternity leave for my puppy, he is going to be just a great dog. Kind of cool when you think about it. And so for me, investing in this time is investing in a life time of a wonderful pet. But is it really maternity leave? Well, I do get paid vacation, so it's true. It's not traditional maternity leave, but you know, when you have a new puppy, you need to take time off to socialize it. You know, she's got a really good point. Dogs have needs, and if you're going to bring a new one home, you've got to be there to make sure those needs are met. This guy is worth it all. Yes, yes, he gets the best of everything, because this is my child. This is Animal Radio, baby. You're listening to Animal Radio. Find us at AnimalRadio.com. Log on, learn more.
Want to fly somewhere? Looking for cheap flights or cheap tickets? Then call. That's right. Call the low-cost airline travel hotline now for prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. Low-cost airlines has all kinds of cheap travel deals. Fly domestically and save up to 75%. You can even fly internationally and save even more. Yes, fly anywhere in the world and save a lot of money on your plane tickets. We'll even save you money with cheap travel deals on hotels, rental cars, even complete travel packages. So don't book your tickets until you call us first for the absolute cheapest prices on U.S. and international airline tickets and hotels. Call right now for prices so low they can't be published. Travel experts are here 24-7 to help. 800-311-2199. 800-311-2199. That's 800-311-2199. Need a fix of the good stuff? Get more Animal Radio with the free Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. My favorite part of the show is talking to you. The numbers are 1-866-405-8405. Now, if you're not around a phone, you can also ask your questions from the free Animal Radio app for iPhone, Android, and BlackBerry. And uh, talk to Dr. Debbie as well as Joey Volani. And uh, we'll go back to the phones in just a couple of seconds. Lori, what are you working on? Uh, there's a new study out. You know, I love bulldogs. Um, I do. Involved in rescue and stuff. And we have Diesel here, and his, we call him a smushed face breed. And there's a new study out that says it's not just these smushed face breeds that can have difficulty breathing. What could be the cause of it? They found a mutated gene in some breed of terriers. Oh, really? So it might be a gene yeah. that's actually causing that problem? Could be. Okay, that's on the way in just a couple of minutes. We'll find out more about that. Let's go to the phones for Dr. Debbie right now. Well, hi, Carrie. How are you doing? Okay, uh, it's a beautiful day here in Reading, Pennsylvania. Oh, I bet it is. It always is, isn't it? Uh, well, we had a bad storm last night, so some people were out of electric. But the reason why I was wondering, uh, I like dogs, but my girlfriend has two dogs, one female, one male. The male dog, he's three, four years old. He's diabetic. She rescued him. He flew in, I think, from Nebraska. He doesn't um, go in the car as well. He gets car sick. He okay, seems like so he's... I'm sorry. Yeah, to I'm sorry. So he's diabetic. Is he on treatment currently for uh, that? Well, she did take him. She loves this vet that she sees, um, and she is a good vet. But he seems to be, he's been drinking a lot of water. Yeah, well, that's definitely, yeah, yeah. that would be a Diabetes, diabetes, the science of diabetes are very much like in people. Our pets will drink a lot, urinate a lot. They may have accidents. They may lose weight. It can be very debilitating. So once it's diagnosed, the most important thing is to start treatment. So tell me, do you know what kind of treatment this doggie's getting? Uh, She's giving him shots. Okay. All right. And do you know how that's going for them? Uh, well, the last time I talked to her, she's been, her husband smacked up his truck, so she's been driving them to work, and so okay. she stressed out about that, and then the two dogs, um, they're very well behaved, but nobody likes going to her house. The dogs scare everybody. 
Uh, well, gosh, you know, and so I think the big thing is the important thing to kind of always get out there when we talk about diabetes and dogs and cats is that dogs are very um, different than people. Dogs, when they're diagnosed with diabetes, we're pretty much got to be ready for a lifelong insulin, um, usually once to twice a day. That's the okay. only way we can treat them, that plus some diet management. But we don't, we can't really give them like the pills like glipizide and that, that you know, that people take. So we're pretty much much if if they're already doing insulin therapy and it's going well don't rock the boat let things go okay don't you think she should increase his exercise I, you know, I really can't comment on that because, you know, it depends on how well he's regulated. But um, if a dog is well regulated with diabetes, they can tolerate their typical exercise. But, you know, okay. it, that's that's not for me to decide. That's for the vet on the ground that yeah. can say, you know, how she, well things are going. She was feeding him chicken, a little bit of kibble and rice. And she was feeding him that two times a day. This dog eats better than some people I know. Yeah. Well, and just like with people, diabetes, it's really important to eat an appropriate diet. So sometimes the goodness of our hearts can actually upset the apple cart when it comes to diabetic regulation. And I have a client of mine, a friend of mine, I'll say, and she actually loves to supplement her dog's food. And now okay. we're wondering, why are we not getting good control of this diabetes? Well, because she's putting chicken and she's adding rice to the diet. And then if she's not eating, then she cooks up something else and you know there are actually prescription foods that are specifically designed to help a dog have better regulation on their diabetes and the basic way it works is fiber content so that helps to keep a steadier level of the blood sugars through the days so not that they can't give certain things but i usually discourage different food items being added into the diet because just like a diabetic person they shouldn't be eating an ice cream cone for a snack in the middle of the day. <laughs> they yeah, shouldn't be getting those other giving things. Giving them snacks, but I think the rice could be because, uh, like with people, any starch carbs mm-hmm. do create yeah. sugar, and Absolutely. I would see that in because uh, he was gaining weight also, and she didn't understand, and then he was constantly thirsty. Yeah, yeah. Well, we, as we know, white rice has a high glycemic index. So that means that it actually has um, a greater risk to increase our blood sugar. So it's not going to be a really good food that we'd want um, a diabetic dog to be eating on a regular basis. So if anything, I'd go brown rice if we had to do that. Yeah. Um, so that can, that can to, definitely I be I would say no issue. rice, but. Well, I am, but <laughs> you know, if, you're, if you need to kind of bridge that with your friends, that would be the, the way to do that. That's so but, wonderful that uh, you're so thoughtful and being concerned about uh, your, your friend's diabetic well, I dog. I do like the dogs. Um, they don't like a lot of people, and she likes it that way because um, they're, uh, one's a pit bull. The older one's a pit bull now. She's 70, seven years old, and uh, I had thought she'd have problems with the older one, before she would the younger one. Yeah. But you never can tell. Absolutely. Well, we love them. Yeah, well, we we love our pups. Um, so whether they're young or they're old and they have a health problem, you know, you deal with it. You do what you got to do. But thank you so much, Carrie, for your um, your kindness and your uh, bringing a great topic for conversation today. We appreciate the call. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five to reach out to the Dream Team right now. That could be uh, Doctor Debbie or Joey Villani, the Dog Father. You're listening to Animal Radio. Phones are open at one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. 
This is Deborah Wilson from Mad TV, and you're listening to Animal Radio. And as my friends would say, The Black Cloud Sound Dot AF1 headsets have a built-in FM receiver with dual dynamic drivers and customizable EQ and sound effect settings. They're capable of delivering beautiful sound. You can also tune directly to any FM radio station without internet access. Visit www.blackloud.com, create your account, and order Sound.AF1 by inputting the radio station coupon code ANIMALRADIO to get the special 10% off discount. This is an Animal Radio News Update. I'm Lori Brooks. This really cute, cuddly bundle of joy, which is at the center of this bitter custody battle, was not in the courtroom recently as lawyers argued her fate before the Maine Supreme Court. That is Maine as in the state of Maine. Now, that's because dogs are not allowed in the court. So the dog in this case is Honey, and her human mom wants custody of Honey, who is a lab boxer mix that she used to share with her former boyfriend. Now, pets are, you know, we talk about this all the time, considered property in all 50 states. And only three states, Alaska, Illinois, and California, have specific laws that address pet custody when a marriage, you know, ends poorly and dissolves. Divorce comes about. No states, though, have a statute dealing with pets when an unmarried couple breaks up. So this will be precedent setting. In this case, a lower court judge had ruled the woman's former boyfriend, both of them are age 25, that the former boyfriend was Honey's sole owner because he was the one who signed her adoption papers. Honey's mom says that she was the one who provided all of the care for Honey, and she wants sole custody. So now uh, all we have to do is wait while the Maine Supreme Court decides who gets to keep Honey. Well, dogs with flat faces, and you know I'm a bulldog lover, and Diesel's here snoring in my studio, but they're not the only dogs that struggle to breathe. It turns out that Norwich Terriers can also develop this same breathing difficulty and wheezing, though it is in the Terriers not caused by the shape of their head or their snout. But new research shows it's likely caused by a gene variant or a mutated gene that is associated with swelling, specifically swelling around airways. A new study reveals that one copy of the mutated gene was found in most of the dogs that they had tested. However, nearly a third of the dogs they tested had two copies of that mutated gene. That really makes it worse. Those dogs scored far worse on airway function tests that had two copies of the gene. Now, for you lovers of brachycephalic dogs, smoosh-faced breeds, the gene variant also, as they extended this research, turned up in the DNA of French and English bulldogs, which the researchers say indicates that the smooshed face might not be the only factor behind their labored breathing. In fact, a co-author of the study says, this is the very, very first evidence to show that it is not just all about the shape of skulls in dogs. I got to bring this up, guys. You know, actress, singer, and Doris Day died recently, Mm -hmm. May 13th. But did you know she was a huge animal rights activist? Uh, She also co-owned one of the most pet-friendly hotels on the planet, the Cypress Inn in Carmel, California. And when she became a co-owner of the hotel, her one request was that it be pet friendly. And that was a long time ago, too. Well, in 1978, Doris then founded her own organization, the Doris Day Animal Foundation. 
She later started the Doris Day Animal League, and that has since become part of the Humane Society. And then in her lifetime, she also founded the Duffy Day Lifesaving Program, which focuses on older dogs who need medical attention in order to maintain a healthy life. So we sure are going to miss you, Doris Day. I'm Lori Brooks. Get more breaking animal news anytime at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update. Get more at AnimalRadio.com. Hello, this is Dr. Paul on Animal Radio. The pets are all part of your life. Make them welcome in your life. Oh, what did he say? He said, we're all across the USA, the most listened to pet show today. Animal Radio, we're everywhere you go. Animal Radio. Animal Radio. Let's head on back to the phones there. 1-866-405-8405. Toll free. We have, uh, oh, it's the Dueling Debbies. Hi, Debbie. How are you doing? Hey, how are you today? Very good. You're on with Dr. Debbie. Hi, Dr. Debbie. How are you? I'm great. Hey, are you a, a Debbie with a Y or an IE? <laughs> an IE. I, all right. That's there that's me, go. too. So. <laughs> Yay. Y'all passed the Well, awesome. I just like to be in the club, you know. <laughs> so what can I that's do for fair. you today? Well, I have a house full of animals. I have two dogs, um, bulldog types. I had I have two feral cats that are older. One's fifteen. He runs the house, and a little girl, Calico. She's nine. They were both feral cats that we tried to uh, attempted to domesticate. Um, uh-huh. Recently, we brought in uh, an already domesticated uh, cat that was dumped at my husband's shop. Uh, we got him neutered. He's a young adult. And um, it's taken a little while. He's getting used to the animals. He's actually getting along better with um, Ziggy, the alpha cat, now that he knows who's boss. But he still keeps fighting with my female. I don't know what to do. Okay. When they're fighting, uh, how bad is it? Is it a verbal confrontation? Do they actually shed blood or what's going on? Well, no, there's been no blood as far as I know during the the day when I'm not there. I, I don't know. But when I'm there, he'll just you know, jump on her and start swatting her. And she's just very small and doesn't really fight back a whole lot. Okay. So that's, okay. that's the problem because she's little. Okay. And do the kitties all stay indoors or do they have outdoor access as well? They're in during the day. Then when we get home from work, they go outside and then we bring them in to, to sleep inside. Okay. All righty. And tell me other things about the household environment. Um, how many litter pans do you have for them? There's one big litter pan. Um, the two feral cats only use the litter pan when absolutely necessary. They will hold it all day and then okay. go outside. You know, mm-hmm. they will use it when they have to. Okay. All righty. Well, some of the challenges we have with the multi-cat homes is that, you know, the more personalities, the more fun they are and the more you get to interact with them. But the more possible attitude uh, confrontations you can have here with the kitties and even though that these guys are going outside and doing their toilet habits outside we have to be really mindful of the different resources that are in the house now personality wise we may not get all the cats to get along 
just because they have a personality quirk with each other, but we can do some things to try to make the indoor environment as ideal as possible. And that would be to ensure that we've got ample resource sites within the house. So that means litter boxes, even if they don't seem to want to use them, we want to make sure you have one more litter pan than cat. Ooh, that means you need four litter pans in your house. (laughs) But we need to give different sources. So one big one does not equal three or four small ones elsewhere. So in addition to that, we want to give adequate food and water sites as well as nesting and resting sites so you want to have water bowls at different areas of the house um, and this so there's different paths so that they don't necessarily have to cross one other cat's path to get to the the water Um, and then and then perching spots so you know these guys go outside so they get a lot of stimulation out there but cats love to be where the action is so if you have those window perches cat trees things like that you want to give multiples in different rooms of the home so that they have that opportunity and that can go a long way to help kind of squash some of the competition that they have for the indoor resources so that's the simple things you can do some of the other things um, I should say one other simple thing you could do is if possible you can put a bell on the aggressor cat um, and that can help to alert your female cat that he's in the neighborhood <laughs> he's around oh, that's a good idea that's a good idea okay yeah okay. and that may give I, her enough time to get away and find a, yeah, find a hiding spot one more thing associated with this since he was just recently neutered does he still have a lot of testosterone in his system do you think that could be uh, part of it also until you know all the testosterone gets out of his system you know, it does take some weeks for that to dissipate down. So okay. if he's just okay. come off the, the snipping table, then, yeah, the, his hormones might be running high. Uh, and while we're talking hormones in a cat situation like this, I do like to use the kitty scent hormones, uh, pheromones. Um, there's the plug-ins um, and also the, the perimeter sprays you can use in the house. And that's the calming hormone that cats recognize when they rub their face on things. It uh-huh. gives them kind of a happy, feel-good feeling. Um, so um, I would use that throughout the house as well and if all these things don't work um, then we might talk some drug therapy Um, and it's challenging when you got a lot of kitties in the mix but sometimes we'll actually treat the kitty that's the passive one and there's certain medicines we can go with for that purpose to make them more confident in their surroundings Um, but if we don't have to tap into those drugs you know we always prefer to try the environment enriching things yeah i'd rather not do that Dr. Debbie, our cats do uh, a strange thing that we've always accepted. Our uh, male cat, Boog, will get on top of uh, our uh, female cat, Tigger. They've all been altered. They've all been altered, and it will grab her by the nape of the neck. Now, there's no swatting of the paws or anything like that. There's no real fighting. To me, it looks very territorial or dominating uh, alpha, trying to establish alpha. Is that what's going on? Yeah, that that certainly is, especially if it's, you know, from that from the top. That is a very dominant position. And if you notice cats that, that aren't familiar with each other, you know, if the two cats come up upon each other, that's an uncomfortable spot to be is to have another cat above you. So it's a sign of dominance and it is a sign of, uh, uh, you know, just kind of passiveness for that other kitty. So less so than in the dog world. But, yeah, usually cats don't stay in that position very long. <laughs> De- the claws come out. Yeah, <laughs> Debbie, if you hold on there for one second, I'd like to hook you up with some world's best cat litter. Get those resources going that you need right okay. there. If you hold on for one second, we need to get some information from you. You're listening to Animal Radio. Phones are open at 1-866-405-8405.
Here is today's top automotive news story. I'm Nick Miles. 2019 is the final year of production for Cadillac CTS series, including the high-performance CTS-V, which boasts a supercharged 6.2-liter V8 that pushes out 640 horsepower. This is the same power plant that sits under the hood of the Chevrolet Corvette Z06 and the Camaro ZL1. Although this is a more refined version, it still does 0 to 60 miles an hour in just 3.6 seconds and has a top speed of 200 miles an hour. To find your new Cadillac, go to OurAutoExpert.com. Our Auto Expert is brought to you by O'Reilly Auto Parts. Think O'Reilly Auto Parts for all your car care needs. Get guaranteed low prices and excellent customer service at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices, every day. Hi, this is Paul Rogers. And Cynthia Rogers. On Animal Radio. Just know that it's going to be all right meow. <laughs> Check out Animal Radio highlights, all the good stuff without the blah blah blah. Browse on over to animalradio.pet. No stranger to Animal Radio. Top Dog, President and CEO of American Humane, Dr. Robin Gansert, is joining us. Hi, Doc. How are you doing? I'm great. How are you? Very good, but I'm a little bit concerned. I just read this stat that you uh, sent me that says the United States is a global leader in feeling agitated and stressed out. And there's only three countries in the world more stressed than the United States. This is news to me. I know. It's shocking that we're the fourth worst country for stress. I mean, it's Philippines, Greece, and uh, another country right behind us. And I'm sitting there thinking about it. Why are, are Americans so stressed? But, Hal, I've got the solution, and I know all animal lovers will agree. Okay, what's the solution? Pet love. More pets in our lives, and it will definitely decrease our stress. How about that? Well, you know, I agree I know. with you on that. Is there actual scientific proof to that? Absolutely there is. We know that Stress causes cortisol in our bodies, you know, and so the more cortisol we get is, you know, a direct result of all the stress we have. And I really know there's many factors uh, why Americans are stressed and uh, too many to, to list, too many causes. In fact, I'm getting ready for a big move. I'm stressed today because I'm trying to organize a big family move. But you know what's really helpful is having a pet in our lives, and we see this in our homes, we see this in schools, we see this in hospitals, and there's study after study that shows that animals, particularly our companion animals, really do help us reduce stress. So someone that's stressed out, you would recommend they get a pet, and uh, that wouldn't uh, add more stress, you know, having to take care of something else? Well, of course not. But, you know, I think there's other ways, too, for people to have animals in their lives. And I'm thinking about, for me, having a pet is great. For families, I think having a pet is often allowing their children to get more visitors. There's a lot of family activities that people with children do when they have cats and dogs in their lives. Indeed, at, at uh uh, when you're an empty nester, having a pet, I think, can really reduce loneliness and provide a great deal of comfort if your kids have grown and flown to nest. But I also think about schools and how there's a great study that American Humane did with Pet Care Trust that actually explores the tangible benefits that teachers are feeling when they participated in pets in the classroom. Oh, really? You know, pets. 
Yeah, Pets in the Classroom has been going on for years. It's a great program where classrooms have been uh, provided with a pet, and the teachers have been able to, you know, introduce that pet to their classrooms. And we've seen in our studies with the Pet Care Trust that those teachers that have participated see less behavioral issues and a much more engaged uh, in terms of class participation and a better learning environment for those kiddos who are lucky enough to have a pet in the classroom. And these may not necessarily be dogs or cats. They might be like hamsters or uh, other pets. Lizards. Absolutely. Lizards. Goldfish, lizards. There's all sorts of pets in the classroom. And I just think it's wonderful to see that. And so for kids who can't or may not be able to have a pet at home uh, due to where they live or their families, you know, uh, traveling or whatever might be going on, if they have a pet in the classroom, what a great way for them to benefit from pet love. I heard that uh, pets help out with kids with autism really well. Oh, they do. There's so many stories as part of our Hero Dog Awards where a child with autism it just has a major breakthrough when this very special dog comes into their lives. And it really allows children to have a special, very special bond. Children with autism, children who are, are facing a whole host of challenges. They might have uh, certain other stressors in their life. But also, we just did a study that came out a year ago. Children with cancer benefit greatly from having an animal-assisted therapy dog be part of their cancer treatment. And I think when I see dogs with children, whether they're well or are facing the battle of their life like cancer, having an animal in their lives makes such a difference. Dr. Debbie, do you notice that people, when they come into your office, that uh, they're less stressed than the the normal average Joe out on the street just because they have pets? You know, I can't really say that because a lot of times coming into the veterinary office can either make their pet anxious or them. But, but, you know, I would have to say just of the people that I know personally outside of the vet office, yeah, I, I definitely think that they're a little bit more adaptable with social situations, stresses. Um, and uh, so, I mean, that's my non-scientific uh, observation. But I think it's really interesting. You mentioned I just saw a patient today or two patients that are therapy dogs and they work with um, autistic children and then they also work in just schools for the children that are getting ready for finals um, at the end of the year and just it's such a wonderful kind of way that they can cross over and help in different uh, areas um, you know with people of, of, of all backgrounds well I'm gonna I'm gonna run for president on the platform that everybody gets a pet and that America is no longer the fourth most stressed nation <laughs> in, in the world. Does that sound okay? Oh, you've got my vote. You've got my vote. Okay. Dr. <laughs> Robin. Love platform. Dr. Robin Ganser, thank you so much for joining us. Learn more over at AmericanHumane.org. The website's AmericanHumane.org, and we'll put the links to everything you've heard on today's show over at AnimalRadio.pet. Thanks, Doc. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Well, we've run out of time once again. Don't forget, if you need your fix of Animal Radio during the week, you can head on over to animalradio.pet or download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android and BlackBerry. It is a free download. We, we enjoy you visiting with us during the week. Of course, we'll catch you next week right here on this fine station. Have a good one. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. This is Animal Radio Network.